full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan, it was a good loss, they said in game one. The Clippers are still the Clippers and they're the best team, he said. This is just a fluke, they said. Donald Mitchell can't continue this hot trend, they said. The Jazz gave them their best shot in game one. They said, 116-108, I said. Wrong, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Holy cow. Without the services of Mike Conley and with a gimpy Donovan Mitchell late in the game and a gimpy bogey as well, Utah Jazz still take care of the Los Angeles Clippers inside of Vimeo Home Arena, which was absolutely wild. It was raucous. We're going to talk to Eric about that, get Eric's thoughts on that crowd and uh, his experience of being inside of a, a, a just a massive uh, attendance of uh, jazz maniacs. Welcome to the Full Court Press. Eric and Ajay here uh, on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, 106.9thefan.com, and the 106.9thefan mobile app. Yes, we will talk jazz basketball. We'll get there, I promise. We are waiting to hear uh, from Coach Ryan Odom. Head uh, Utah State men's basketball coach. He'll be joining us on the full court press to uh, talk about his camp that he's got coming up starting on Monday. And we'll also ask about his roster. I know their basketball camp gets going as well. Ask about, you know, the new guys they've got on the list and whatnot. So we'll get to that. We have our Friday Five Best, the five best jazz basketball players in franchise history. Where does Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert stand now? According to Stephen A. Smith, he thinks highly of Donovan. We'll get to that audio as well. Uh, we've got post game comments from Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and we'll get our analysis and our breakdown. Jazz Clippers again tomorrow, ABC, 6.30 tomorrow evening. And then they'll play Monday again in L.A. Will that be for a sweep, or are we looking for a uh, 3-1 series lead? We'll be finding out here uh, shortly in the next couple of days over the weekend. Uh, a reminder, you can text in and let us know what you think about uh, on our Friday 5 Best list, the 5 Best Utah Jazz Players Ever. Four three five three three nine zero three two one, and uh, your your general reactions to the series with the Utah Jazz and the LA Clippers as it stands right now. Feel free to chime in on that. I've got a few texts coming through. We'll get to those uh, as we continue to react to what happened last night, not just in Utah, but also what happened in Milwaukee. The Bucks getting a win, but in kind of an ugly fashion. The way they were able to do that. Um, just what does that mean for the rest of their series? Uh, and uh, looking at the, what's going on tonight because there are some games happening tonight. And so we'll preview those uh, that doubleheader on uh, ESPN, which uh, should be good. So we'll update you on those standings and what's, what's at stake for these games later on this evening. But speaking of Quinn Snyder, speaking of jazz basketball maniacs or speaking of coaching maniacs as well, we got one uh, here on the air with us on the Full Court Press. He is the head coach of Utah State men's basketball. It is head coach Ryan Odom. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I hope you guys are. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Ah, thanks for having us uh, or be joining with us, Coach. We're going to get to the main reason the uh, 
meat and potatoes of why we uh, have you on our show today. Uh, first off, I, I do got to ask, how's the team looking? I know you guys are going through some team camp stuff. How are the, how are the guys looking, and how do you feel about the team so far? Yeah, I mean, I love the team. I love our guys. You know, we, uh, we're we off to a good start here for the summer. Um, we don't have a, the, the full team back just yet, but we've got a good amount of guys here. Uh, obviously, the returners just missing a few of the newcomers. But uh, we're excited about what they're doing so far and uh, working really hard. Coach, I got to tell you, I was in town earlier today and saw a bus, not from this area, school bus, not from this area, and uh, a bunch of guys get off wearing some basketball jerseys and uh, made me think, oh, yeah, we've got like the team camps. Is, is that, are those going on right now up there? Are you working with a lot of other teams from around the state and other areas? We are. We do have team camp going on right now, and uh, it's great to see, you know, these young players from from all over, you know, our state, kind of going at it. And I've been really impressed with what I've seen so far. It's uh, they're very competitive, and you know, it's a it's a fun group. And uh, just glad to have them here on campus. How much of that, if I may, is just about helping improve the the, the game and improve the sport, and how much of it is great recruiting opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I think most colleges do it for a variety of reasons. I mean, it, it, it certainly is, you know, kind of a you know an opportunity for you know young people and you know to come see your campus. And uh, you know, it's not only good for for your basketball program; it's good for uni- your university as a whole because not every kid that comes to the camp is going to be offered a scholarship to uh, eventually be an Aggie or Ute or or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, they 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 may just want to come to the school. You know, that might be their first chance, you know, to come see see the campus and and kind of see what it's like. And maybe they decide, hey, I want to be a, a regular student at, at Utah State. So it serves a lot of different purposes. Uh, get a chance to be around the, the coaches, you know, that lead these programs, and they get uh, familiar with our staff and our way of doing things and try to do a clinic while they're here, you know, so they get a chance to see us on the court a little bit, you know, which is good uh, as well. So, again, it serves a variety of purposes, but, you know, it's all fun. I mean, I learned so much in camps as a kid. My father ran camps, you know, for year after year after year, both boys and girls, and I was always a part of those camps, met lifelong friends at camps, uh, guys that I still stay in touch with, um, that I met, you know, in a random week at Five Star or University of Virginia basketball camp, and uh, you know, it's just it's it's a really really neat thing how basketball brings a lot of different folks together. Coach, when people think about Utah high school basketball, unless you're Lone Peak, there's not really they're not highly thought of, I should say. What is the difference between basketball high school basketball back in Maryland, Baltimore County, and here in Utah? I mean, I, you know, that's a tough question to answer. You know, I mean, one thing that I'll tell you is basketball is important here, um, you know, which is, which is exciting for any coach that coaches at the university level here in our state. Um, you know, they're crazy about basketball. Uh, kids grow up, you know, wanting to be a part of college programs and certainly wanting to play high school first and foremost. And uh, the coaches here are excellent. Um, you know, from a from a different standpoint, I mean, just the volume probably is the difference. That's probably the only difference. 
uh, you know, between here and back east. There's just more. You know, you think about it, you know, back in, in the Washington, D.C. and Baltimore area, I mean, there's probably 20 AAU teams within a 45-mile, you know, radius. And, uh, you know, it's just not, it's not like that out here. More vast. It's the difference between the east and the west, you know. Yeah, wide open spaces here and, and uh, in, in tight urban, you know, situation back there. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, both are great. I think that's the cool thing. How uh, is it, are these team camps? Are they how long have they been going this week? Is it conclude today? Was it today the last day? Does it continue into next week? No, we've actually got one more. We've got one more uh, day, and then we start a, a, a younger players camp uh, on Monday. It's a little little, little kids camp, not little kids, but it, it goes from six to I can't remember what the top age would be, but thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in there. And uh, that's a fun week as well, you know, play, wa- watching those little kids get after it. And uh, we'll finish up the team camp midweek or midday uh, tomorrow. And, you know, each team gets about six games, you know, while they're here over the course of, you know, three three days, really two and a half. And, uh, you know, it's fun for them to get away, you know, from whatever their home, you know, school is and, and come here to Logan to, to compete a little bit. And it's a chance for the coaches to figure out, you know, uh, what they have going into next season and, and, you know, who's gotten better over the course of the spring and beginning of the summer and begin to put in some of the stuff that they're going to run throughout the season, both in offense and defense. And, and so very beneficial. The Ryan Odom basketball camp with day camp starts on Monday for you guys. Uh, I got to ask, I know you're a very incredibly high IQ basketball guy. Do you enjoy coaching the basics to youth, though? Just, I mean, the simplicity of basketball to those youth kids? Absolutely. I mean, one of the first things we did today in our clinic was to, to work on our footwork. You know, we do that every day with our players. Um, yeah, I mean, that's there's the, the monotony of doing things over and over and over again can sometimes get to you, but those are the things that ultimately can win and lose your ball games. Um, you know, if you have a team that has happy feet and you walk all the time, uh, you know, you get traveling violations on, on a regular basis, then, you know, chances are, you know, you can minimize that. You're not going to totally cut it out, but you can minimize that if you do it every day. And you work on your footwork, your start, your catches, and your stops, and your starts. Uh, those are so important, especially nowadays. As fast as the ball moves, it moves way faster. You can just watch the Jazz and the Clippers, and you know all these different you know NBA teams that are playing right now. The ability to beat your man and come to a stop, you know, without turning the ball over, you know, is not. It's easier said than done, you know, because the. The guys out there are so long and athletic, they can really bother you. And so we work on that every day. We work on the basics, you know, of offense and defense, um, you know, pretty much every day. Talking to you, uh, Utah State men's basketball coach, Ryan Odom. And, uh, Coach, you've run up the Utah Jazz. I know you've got a connection with that uh, organization. I'm just curious, since you've arrived in Utah, what kind of communication has been going on? between you and uh, what Utah Jazz are going through right now in the playoffs? Well, I mean, I talked to my brother about it. You know, I think he's hoping to come out here, you know, and, and see either five or seven, game five or seven, if it gets to that. Um, hopefully it doesn't, you know, for him. 
but you know, I, I, I leave, you know, coach Snyder and his staff alone, you know, during this time of year, I mean, there's, they're getting very little sleep, you know, they're prepping for the next one. Uh, they're immersed in, in, uh, you know, in the season right now. And they're, this is the, the most important time of the year. This is what they've worked for. So it's, uh, you know, I'll see, I'll see them at some point once the season ends and things die down a little bit, but, you know, all I can do right now is just do what you're doing is watch, watch them on TV and, you know, hope that they, they play really well and keep advancing. Hey, Coach, I know you guys have, uh, you and Coach Snyder have shared text messages every now and then not during the non-busy part of this of year. What are those messages like, if I may ask? I don't know, you don't want to get too personal or reveal too much, but it, it, does he talk basketball with you? And, and if so, like, is it, I mean, incredibly high IQ systems or – what kind of basketball talk is it with Coach Snyder with you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think you know he's he's such a he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, you know, right now. I mean, he's he's done he's done wonders with the Jazz organization and and as has his staff and his players and and you know certainly I'll you know try to you know pick his brain from time to time when the time is right and uh, you know he's he's free to respond. Um, and you know, send him a, a clip of something that I saw him do, and you know, he's very, you know, he's very giving, you know, in that way. I mean, he he's uh, very sharing, uh, you know, he he's he's open about things, which is really cool. Um, but again, I'm not doing that all the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, sure. You pick your spots, you know. Sure. And and uh, not bother them. They're playing 80 plus games, and then they go into the playoffs. They have. I mean, there's very few nights that these guys have. <laughs> Coach, you mentioned you don't have your full complement of players on campus just yet, but for those that you've had a chance now for a couple of months to observe and to be around, how do you feel about how things are progressing and how they're understanding and um, kind of soaking in your concepts and your coaching staff and what you're trying to accomplish with this team? Yeah, I mean, we had about two or three weeks um, right when I first took the job, you know, with our staff, and we were able to get on the court with the guys, and it was pretty much all offense at that point, and uh, working on skills and, you know, putting things together, kind of seeing what guys can do, trying to get familiar with their games, and getting to know them off the court as well, and so we're kind of through that stage. And so they just got back, you know, last week, the guys did. So we started on Monday. Uh, they've worked through this, this, this week. We'll go again next week. You know, due to NCAA rules, you get about eight weeks in the summer. So we just started our first of eight, you know, weeks where we'll get going here. So I haven't had as much time as one would think, even though I've been on the job for quite a bit. A lot of it has been, you know, shoring up the roster and getting that, you know, situated. And get, while also getting to know, you know, the current players and, and, and really spending time, you know, with them and then transitioning my family out, out this way. But been really impressed with what they've been able to do on the court in a short amount of time. Uh, we've got some, some high IQ guys. We've got some versatility, uh, you know, shooting ability. And uh, really, really pleased. Ball handling. Um, Really excited about about the prospects for a successful team. I think a lot of people around here are curious to know uh, what some of these newcomers are going to look like and how they'll fit into 
the system and kind of uh, coalesce with the other players that are already here. So uh, from your perspective, you got a chance to coach RJ and Brandon a lot when, when they were with you and uh, Maryland, Baltimore County. So just from your perspective, what, what do these guys bring? You know, what, what kind of a benefit are they for Utah state basketball uh, being with you and, and under your system? What were they able to do for you uh, before and what, what, how do you see them fitting in with the system going forward? Yeah, so Brandon is a unique player. I mean, Brandon, when he first came to us, it was in 2018, I think. It was the year that we went to the NCAA tournament and played Virginia. And uh, he was a freshman that season. And so prior to coming in, I'd seen him on the AAU circuit. And um, he ended up going to prep school that year. And, uh, you know, he was about 6'7", 6'8", and 160 pounds, you know, at that point. And now he stands probably six ten and a half and two fifteen, and so he's a completely different player than when he first entered entered college. He entered college at about you know six eight and a half, maybe six nine, and now he's above six ten, and will be one of the taller guys minus maybe Trevin and Shimon on our team, and that's pretty close. And, and he's skilled, you know. He's a guy that can rebound the ball. He he he, you know, was a was a beneficiary of, of hard work and player development and work off the court in the weight room. Um, you first see him, you're not going to say, oh, my gosh, this guy's, like, huge. Uh, but relative to where he came from and where he is right now, he's, he's done a tremendous job. He's never going to have a huge body, um, but he is skilled. He can, he can beat you behind the three-point line. He can score around the rim. He can, he can facilitate and make passes. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a matchup problem at times. Uh, he's an adequate defender. He, that's an area that he can, he can certainly improve upon, you know, guarding quicker guys, um, being a little bit more physical. Uh, but he has a knack for rebounding. And, um, you know, I think he averaged probably 15 and 8, you know, for us and was first-team all-conference. And so I think from a versatility standpoint, I mean, You'll see him rebound the ball next year. You'll see him dribble it up and initiate offense. Not all the time, but that's kind of how we play. Um, one through four, you know, can initiate offense. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited, you know, uh, you know, for him. This is a big challenge for him, a step up. And uh, you know, he's just excited, you know, to be around the guys. You know, he's been here for a week now or a little over a week, and, you know, he's hit it off, you know, with, with the players so far. It's, he's fit right in. Um, RJ's not here yet. He'll be here pretty soon. Um, yeah, he went home to London. He's actually originally from London. And RJ came to us as a freshman after that year, you know, in the NCAA tournament. He was a freshman. RJ's a big guard. And he's, he's a guy that just fits with a lot of different players. He can guard the point guard, even though he's, you know, 6'4", probably about 230. Um, but he can also guard a three man, you know, that's pretty athletic, you know, so he's got, got some versatility on the perimeter. He's, you know, become a reliable scorer for us, you know, at UMBC, he was our leading scorer last year and, uh, and, you know, assist guy, you know, he was probably our biggest usage guy, you know, last year at UMBC, uh, trusted him a ton in pick and roll and, um, you know, making the right decision. Uh, he's a very unselfish player. Um, yeah, he's a guy that, you know, just 
kind of his MO is he, it takes him a little bit of time to get comfortable. And once he gets comfortable, he kind of flourishes. And uh, he's a quiet guy. He's just a likable guy. And he's a good teammate. Um, he's got the best, he'll have the best accent on the team. hey coach just a couple questions left you've been so generous with your time i do got to ask about local product rylan jones is now your uh is now moved over here to uh utah state what do you expect out of him and what have you seen out of him that feels like he can fit into your team yeah i mean rylan's an awesome player i mean he really is he's a great kid uh you know a lot like we have a lot in common he and i do i mean i grew up in a gym and so did he uh, his father's, you know, longtime coach, and obviously mine was as well. And you know, I think one of the unique things for him, you know, is that, you know, he he grew up here. Like this is home, you know, for him. This is where he first fell in love with with basketball, and you know, spending nights in in the spectrum, you know, shooting after practices, you know, with his father and you know former players that all still know him. You know, he's the little guy running around. You know, at that point, um, you know, similar for me. I mean, it was like that for me at, at the University of Virginia. I just wasn't as good a player as Ryland. That's why I'm coaching now. But, um, you know, he, uh, I, I fell in love with basketball at UVA when my father was an assistant. I would go to work with my dad after school, and I was always around the gym. And, um, you know, it's, it's unique for coaches' sons. There's a lot of pressure with it um, as well, you know, because folks just expect you to – you know, do certain things and, and be a certain way. Um, uh, but at the same time, you know, Rollins, he's a competitor. He's made his own way, you know, in basketball. Um, you know, and I know that all Aggies are, are thrilled, you know, that, that he's back. And, you know, it's it's been neat to see him kind of interact with our, our, our current roster here now. And, and he's just really good. I mean, he's, he's competitive on defense. He's, he's really timely with his ability to take charges. He's unselfish. He knows how to run a team. Uh, you know, I'm really excited you know, for him to be a part of our program and to have him for three years. The Ryan Odom Basketball Day Camp starts on Monday, June 14th. You can register at AggieMensBasketballCamp.com. Coach, are you guys still uh, accepting registrations for those day camps? We are, yeah. It's still open, and uh, it's going to be a really fun week. We're excited. Hopefully anybody that you know doesn't have something for their you know, son to do next week. It, it'll be a fun time. I can promise you that. Lots of games, lots of skill instruction, and and uh, lots of fun, most importantly. Make friends, be around our players, you know, most importantly, and coaches. And, you know, I always enjoyed that as a camper. I mean, that was, you know, as a kid, you always look up to the, you know, to the players that are playing on, on that particular team. And when I was a kid, it was UVA. And, uh, you know, to be a local guy here that grows up in Logan and have the opportunity to, to you know, smack five with a Justin Bean or you know, Brock Miller or whoever, you know, is on our, our roster. I mean, that's a really cool thing. And, uh, you know, so we're excited for the campers next week. And anybody that wants to come, we'd love to have you. Coach, when are you going to do a 30-plus-year-old camp? Like, I would love to learn from Justin Bean how to get a rebound or to box out. Like, I, come on. Like, you got to help us out here. You, you could yeah. be confused as yeah. a small Coach child K. on the fantasy court. Fantasy camp. Yeah, the Coach <laughs> Yeah, K see, that's, that's all I'm really... asking for here. <laughs> yeah, we had a really good buddy in Baltimore that actually went to do that. And uh, he went every year. And, and so we would, our, our 
some of our younger guys on the staff would actually work him out, you know, to get him ready for the camp every year. And <laughs> one year he won the championship. And what? He took pictures with the trophy. <laughs> yeah. And his coach, ironically, his coach, ironically, was Shire. <laughs> no kidding. John Shire? Yeah. John Shire was his coach, yeah. Oh, so the fantasy camp, they actually have the former players coach the teams. And uh, that's a really neat, a really neat thing that they've done. And, and they have, like, business – you know, dinners and leadership opportunities. I mean, you have some really successful people that go and go and do that. Um, they're there, but you see all kinds of, of nasty injuries too. That's the only other thing. <laughs> <laughs> sign a big sign a big waiver. <laughs> Try to relive the glory days, and the body just isn't there. Yeah. The Ryan Odom Basketball yeah. Day Camp starts Monday, June 14th. Again, you can register at AggieMensBasketballCamps.com. Coach, you've been so generous with your time. Thank you so much. Look forward to talking to you in the near future. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, right. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Coach. Coach Ryan Odom, um, one of the bigger takeaways for me, just him talking about the transfers. Like uh, Edel Rock and, and Horvath, he knows them on a deep personal level. Uh, coached them for for a couple of years at UMBC, and excited to see what they will bring with them to Utah State and help the Aggies. And then also Ryland Jones and how he's going to be able to come in and, yeah. and be a part of things as well. So versatile players, uh, guys that can guard and and uh, play multiple positions. I'm getting really excited about this basketball team for next year, Ajay. 9315 Texas. The Aggies are in great hands with Coach Odom, and I could not agree more. A big thanks to Kyle Cotton for putting that together for us. We called him yesterday uh, and, and asked if he could scramble an interview with us for with uh, Coach Odom. And Coaches was more than generous with his time, so we thank you, Coach Odom. Uh, and again, AggieMensBasketballCamp.com to register for the day camp. That starts Monday. Next week and goes through the seventeenth. Don't miss it. Want to be a part of that, I've, dude? I would do anything. I know I'm about the size of a twelve year old, so I should be able to pull it <laughs> off. But oh man, I would do anything to be taught by Coach Odom. That is just an awesome, awesome opportunity. Again, you have a chance to be able to work out with Justin Bean, Brock Miller. Uh, you know some of these all star or these star players that these kids look up to. Wouldn't miss it for the world. What a great opportunity to be a part of. We're going to take a break. Uh, coming back, it's time to talk to Utah Jazz basketball. So many were wrong. So few were right. If you want to be a part of the show today, you can text in at 435-339-0321. That is our Gil Mortgage text line. Again, 435-339-0321. Don't forget that Gil Mortgage is where you, uh, they'll help you find a loan to fit your life. You can select from hundreds of loan products tailored to your needs. And they have access to all loan products that can tailor the perfect loan to you, regardless of whether you are a first-time home buyer, investor, new construction, or a seasoned home buyer. Gil Mortgage and Karen Nielsen will ensure your loan is correct and closes on time. We want you to be a part of the show. 435-339-0321. Our main question of the day is our Friday Five Best. Who is your starting lineup of the Utah Jazz basketball in franchise? The five best well. players. Yeah, okay. don't Sorry. starting lineup may mean you need to do it by position. Well, yeah, I'd put Donovan Mitchell at center. I'm so not I'm not problem with that. Who what are you the, talking about? Who are the five best Utah Jazz players of all time? If I were to put Adam Keefe on the list, would that be a bigger tragic pick than Sam Merrill over JC Carroll? Would you lose your mind again if I took Adam Keefe? Huh? Would you? The garbage man. You were a big fan of Adam Keefe. I know it, Eric. You were a huge fan of that guy. We all were. The Red Not Stallion. Not as much as John Crotty. <laughs>
This Keep it on the down low here. is the Dan Patrick Show. I think that they should do weight division, like boxing, heavyweight, light, heavy. If you had weight divisions, and let's say those over 235 pounds are in the heavyweight division, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody, probably in the world, faster than DK Metcalf at that at that song. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Doctors Blatter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to announce Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. The staff at Ascent Aesthetics consider themselves educators first, helping you to feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. Stop and meet the amazing staff and learn why you can trust Ascent Aesthetics with Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. They look forward to meeting you. This is for those who always show they care. Who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine. Those who explained to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Shop Northern Utah's largest selection of in-stock furniture, mattresses, appliances, and flooring. And for a limited time, you pay the employee price. Yes, everyone gets the employee discount at Fisher Home Furnishings. A reclining sofa, regular $9.99, you pay the employee price of just $6.99. Rocker recliners, regular $3.99, you pay employee price at $2.49. Over 50 dining groups to choose from. One seven-piece group, that's a table and six chairs, starts at just $4.88. Employee pricing right now on every name brand at Fisher Home Furnishings. And shop anytime online at fisherhf.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, Full Court Press. <laughs> Big thanks to Coach Ryan Odom, Utah State men's head basketball coach. Big thanks to Cal Cottom for putting that together for us. Greatly appreciate his help and for Coach Odom's time. Again, the Coach Odom, or excuse me, the Coach Ryan Odom basketball camp. Team camp's already going through, ends tomorrow. Day camp, youth camp is next Monday, goes through the 17th. A chance to learn from the very best, both in coaches and in players. And you get to be a part of that. Go be a part of some games, some fun, and some great basketball educational time. You can sign up at Aggie Men's Basketball Camp. Com. Again, our question for you today is our Friday Five Best. The five best jazz basketball players in franchise history. Who are they and where would you rank them? 435-339-0321. We've already got a couple of texts that have came through uh, about that, so we'll get to those here in just a little bit. Uh, let's start here, though. 9315 text in. I remember Ajay telling Eric to quit being a jazz homer and the jazz wouldn't make the finals. After last night game, after last night's game, I want to see Ajay talk his way out of the Jazz not being in the Western Conference Finals. Ready, set, go. Uh, we're on to game three. We are. Uh, yeah, we're on to game three. Okay. Thank you, Bill. We're on to game three. You know, I should have when I had that low voice. I should have just recorded a lot of just random. Dude, I don't know why Bill did, Belichick stuff. Oh, you you could just have. You were just so you were so whatever. ashamed of that voice for no reason at all. <laughs> you could have been great. You could have been famous oh. with that voice, and you just didn't want it. 
3426 text in the show. Did we clone a Craig Smith and put him in Ryan Odom's body? Uh, you could say that. He's a coaching maniac. Look, he thinks basketball constantly. Brains running basketball constantly. I love, I look, I love what we're seeing. John Hartwell might have killed it with another hire here. This is incredible. Yeah, he's certainly not the big bombastic personality like Craig Smith was. Which I'm okay with, actually. That, you know, downing a couple gallons of caffeinated beverages <laughs> before lunch. But um, I think that's okay. I think you can still have a cerebral coach who still, that your team can still get behind. So um, certainly there's some exciting things that are happening, but we haven't seen him coach a game yet on <laughs> in the spectrum. But uh, some of the things that are happening just with the recruiting, with transfers, there's some exciting things that are happening here. And when you start to look at how that roster could come together, how it could be uh, put together in different ways, actually, too, and how we could play different styles based on the moment or who's playing well and who's practicing well. Pretty exciting to see what uh, what Utah State basketball could look like for Boy, this upcoming it's, year. Yeah, it's it's got something saucy going on right now is what it is. I'm, I'm like you. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, just what this uh, what this team could be a part, and, and and you mentioned it as well um, that like Horvath, Edel Rock, Ryland Jones, so like these additions to the team are up. Well, I was going to say upgrades. That's a bad word. Uh, are good additions for the team. They're not like I mean, it's not a demotion. It doesn't feel like we're going backwards. Like we feel that we we're in the right place right now. Uh, with the squad. Yeah, it's exciting. Sorry, I about said upgrades, and I just thought that'd be too harsh to say. Well, from, yeah, I don't know. And that's that, yeah, that's, well, that's why I corrected myself. Yeah, and you're welcome. It wouldn't be too bad of a thing to say, but I, 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 I understand mean, why you'd pump the brakes on saying it. Sure, I mean, because I mean, we don't know what he's going to look like here. We don't know what Horvath is going to look like here. We don't know what Edelrock is going to look like right here. Rylan Jones either. Right, and how they fit in with with other players and. How the coaching staff are they just gonna are they gonna play favorites to the guys that they know? Or are they gonna see what they have and integrate just get the best lineup out there that possible? So All right, we yeah, got, we'll see. We got a couple more texts to get our Friday five best is this. We'll do it in the second hour. Five best jazz players in franchise history. Who are they? How would you rank them? And we want you to rank them. Don't get skimpy on us. Three eight five or to me, uh four two six zero text in. Mm. Says Malone. It's very similar to the list I've written for myself. You have Adam Kiefer Oster tagging there, don't you? Uh at number five he has Darren Williams, number four, Donovan Mitchell, number three, Rudy Gobert, number two, John Stockton, number one, Carl Malone. And four seven eight one says uh, uh number five, Mark Eaton, number four, Carl Malone, number three, AK forty seven, number two, Donovan Mitchell, and number one, John Stockton. Wow. Interesting. I, I like it. That's spicy. Three, four, two, six. I got to go with Carl Malone, John Stockton, Thurl Bailey, Adrian Dantley, Donovan Mitchell in that order. So he has Carl Malone at five and Don Mitchell. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry. Uh, yeah, he has Carl Malone at one, John Stockton two, Thurl Bailey three, Adrian Dantley at four, Donovan Mitchell at the five. I like that. That's a good list. There's a little bit in there. And I'm kind of interested, Eric, where you have... Uh, where you're going to have what's his bucket. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, what's just, his bucket? Dude, I can't remember his name. Who is that? AK-47, if you're going to have him on the list or not. Because you're a big AK fan. Was, you're, absolutely. Yeah, you're a huge AK-47 fan. But is he one of the best in franchise history? I mean, ooh. 
There's, I, a, there's some really good names been thrown around, but in what order will I have mine, or what order will Ajay have his? Will some names be on there that haven't been mentioned yet? We're, uh, we're going to get Stephen A's thoughts here in the next hour about where he has, oh boy, yeah, where he has Donovan Mitchell listed and where he brushed off two now Hall of Famers. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting conversation, which actually led right into our Friday Five Best, even though we selected our Friday Five Best before they selected or he had his comments, so we're smart. Uh, all right, Eric, should we get to it? The, uh, the really rough night I had because of my really great prediction <laughs> and the uh you you're spot on by the way i gotta ask you crown burger how was it oh it was delicious had the gyro or gyro or gyro did or, you call it the hyro i i've heard people call those things what like in the world is your problem dude names. you just called it the hyro <laughs> no, the, oh my god gyro or gyro <laughs> or i don't know it's i hear everybody pronounce it something different every time i go to order one so I go up to order, and my son's like, that's not how you say it. And then the lady who was ordering it, she announces it over the speaker, and she had a different pronunciation. Like, oh, nobody knows. You just made my day. <laughs> to be from Greece, I guess. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. You just made my day. Uh, Hey, yeah, so wait. How was traffic? How was the drive there? What was it like? Just going in outside of the arena and going into the arena? How was it? Okay, so... Uh, Fun uh, pulling into uh, so the secret is uh, which not, not that big of a secret. You go to Crown Burger, which is just a block away. You don't have to pay for parking as long as you go in and get a bite to eat, and you need to get a bite to eat anyway. So it works out pretty great. Um, but as I'm pulling in, I see a full court press alum walking out. So there's Tom Grover. Oh no way! For those who listened to this show a long time, but, PG, uh, my man, what's Tom up? Tom Grover God? was there. He was all dressed in jazz gear with his family. Got a chance to talk to him for a bit. Oh, that's cool. Uh, how, how is Tommy doing these yeah, days? Yeah, he's good. He's uh, hanging out up here in Cache Valley for a little bit. Uh, lives down in Las Vegas, but he's spending his summer here. So oh, that's great. It was fun to see him and his family. Um, grabbed oh, it- a quick bite to eat. Actually, it wasn't that bad of a line. The food got to us fast, so we headed to the arena. And it was just wall-to-wall people waiting in line. I love it. Which was cool, except that it took forever. So the Jazz have been doing a lot of this contactless stuff. Like, nobody has a physical ticket. Yep. Everything's on your phone. Yep. So it has to be scanned. And if you have multiple tickets, okay, scan. Okay, swipe to the next one. Okay, is it loaded? Ready? Okay, scan. Okay, swipe to the next one. Is it loaded? Okay, scan. It just It took twice as long at least, to get your tickets scanned and through. And so we were there in plenty of time to have gone in to see the starting lineups. But by the time we actually got in and got to our seat, there had already been several minutes gone on the game clock. So that was Oh, you're kidding me. No, it was that was frustrating. But, you know, it's still, it's fine. We were there with a ton of jazz fans. Everybody was hyped. Everybody was excited. And that crowd inside the arena was amazing. I was oh. telling my boys, it felt like the late 90s when the Jazz went to the finals. The last six minutes of regulation, nobody sat down. Yeah. So I realized that too. It was like a college basketball rivalry game. Standing there room were only. chants, unified chants. People were screaming and going nuts. There were signs. Uh, people wouldn't sit down. Uh, and the, the, the crescendo, the highest peak of volume of excitement in that arena was when Boyan Bogdanovich won that jump ball. 
Everybody oh. lost their minds. Oh, how cool when is he that? got that jump ball. So it, it was so fun to be there. Uh, Jazz hit, built up a nice lead, lost it, and we're still able to fight their way back through it and get the victory. Kind of like what happened in game one. They ended up, they had a 10 point lead, watched it disappear, but still did made the right adjustments, the right plays to secure a victory. And while doing this without Mike Connolly, while having a Donovan Mitchell who was banged up and a Boyan Bogdanovich who tweaked his ankle. So to hear some of these national people saying, that ah, was still a good loss to the Clippers are still a good team. Look, let's can we not give the Utah Jazz some credit for what they just pulled off despite their obstacles, despite their challenges? It's Final- not that hard. <laughs> Final score last night. Utah Jazz 117, Clippers 111. Utah Jazz now leads this series two games to none. We head to the Staples Center tomorrow night, 6.30 Mountain Time. You'll hear 6.20 pregame with David Locke, who will be live at the Staples Center to call that basketball game on this very station, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Like you said, Donovan Mitchell got off to a hot start, and boy, got the crowd going. Here's Donovan, pick and roll. They force him to his left. He rises and fires for three, and he's still hot. Oh, he has not cooled off in the last 48 hours. Here's Donovan in the front court with the crowd in three different colored T-shirts watching in a full house here in Salt Lake. Crossover, rise, fire. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. How about that start tonight? 7-0 Donovan run. One night after, two nights after finishing with 45, he scores 37. Uh, the Jazz forced nine straight misses down the stretch where the Clippers just couldn't find a way to get a bucket. And the Jazz win it again, 117-111. And again, Mitchell had the uh, clinched the game with a, a just a shot that was almost just off balance with about 43 seconds remaining. Uh, despite uh, a little bit of a gimp in his leg after colliding with Paul George, he finishes the job. Again, Jazz lead this series 2-0. We go to Game 3 tomorrow night. I think he actually kind of tweaked something earlier in the second half. So there was a couple like a things. stab move. Yeah. And, and like he overextended his leg a little yeah, bit. So you see it on the television. He bends his foot, like not in the greatest of ways, and then pulls back. And then as he's coming back with finishing that dribble, he grimaces. Like you see his face grimace. And he's like, oh, that didn't feel good. And then he collides with Paul George, and it looks like he gets kneed in the quad. Now, I don't know if you've ever been kneed in the quad, Eric, on playing basketball. Oh, yeah, it's not fun. Oh, it, it feels horrible. So, Donovan. How's the health? I got hit and it hurt, um, but I'm fine now. I'm, I walked in here. If you want me to sprint for you, I can. I'm good. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, it happens. Um, thankful it wasn't bad and move on and get ready for, for game three. He says, crap happens. I had to edit that out. Sorry. Uh, but uh, he says he's fine. In fact, Andy Larson's the one that followed up on his health. And he was just—he kind of rolls his eyes and he says, "Look, I can go sprint for you if you want me to." Uh, Donovan says he's good to go. The question is, will Mike Conley will uh, will Mike Conley be ready to go? Uh, sources say that he will travel with the team to L.A. for tomorrow's game three. We don't know if he's going to play, but he will travel. I would imagine he's playing. If you're up two games to none, and you have a chance to step on the throat of the Clippers, you got to do it. And I think with the way, I mean, Bogey right now, he he came down on DeMarcus Cousins' foot, which, by the way, that's a flagrant one foul if you're landing in someone's space. Uh, it got Mar- like DeMarcus looks, slides his foot underneath Bogey. Bogey lands on it. 
And uh, then, I mean, he tweaks it a little bit, but there's no flagrant foul. You can't land in someone's space. That's a rule. Hello. Uh, yeah. Cousins looks like he's just a walking technical waiting to happen. Oh, dude, yeah. He's a bomb waiting to explode. Yeah. He, he really is. is. And it's going to be at the worst time. Um, couple things. Well, I don't know where we're at on time. Do we need to take another time out? Yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a time out. And can we come back and we'll kind of add on some more because thoughts? Because uh, I, I think Colin Cowherd earlier today really hit it on the head. And I, we were talking about it at the game and afterwards. The Clippers don't know who they are. Yeah. Ty Lue doesn't know who to put on the court. court. And I want to get into that in a little bit as well. We got a few more texts. We'll get to those as well. Do not stop texting. Let us hear it. 435-339-0321. You listen to the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... Colin Cowherd. Aaron has 17 fourth quarter wins. Oh, Colin, that's because they don't trail much. Neither does Russell Wilson, and he's got 35% more than Aaron. Joe Flacco has more than Aaron. Andy Dalton has more than Aaron. Aaron is not a foxhole guy. He sours very quickly. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. They say diamonds are a girl's best friend, particularly when she's thinking of marriage. When it comes to this important decision, visit S. Needham Jewelers in historic downtown Logan. We have been the part of thousands of happy engagements. You'll enjoy our vast selection of beautiful and unique engagement rings. You'll also enjoy our relaxed and elegant environment. You'll not be hurried and you'll feel no pressure as you have fun looking for the perfect ring. Where Utah gets engaged, S. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We think it's time for a little fun. This year we want to celebrate Father's Day with a special contest just for the dads. Bring in your ugliest tie to Daryl's for the chance to win a DJI Mini 2 drone. Stop in, leave that ugly tie, and you might win. Ties will be accepted from June 1st to June 12th. Voting on the ugliest tie will begin online June 13th to 19th. We'll announce the winner on Father's Day, June 20th. Happy Father's Day and good luck. Daryl's Appliance, West on Airport Road. If you're in charge of hiring a company for commercial janitorial services for your building, call American Maintenance. For reliable cleaning of your business, American Maintenance is your simple solution. Curb-to-curb services, American Maintenance has you covered. For commercial janitorial services, American Maintenance. Call 512-0014. That's 512-0014. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Amal Shady Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We got one more break we're going to have to get through here before the end of the hour. We'll talk full Utah Jazz basketball coming up in the next hour. Don't worry, we'll be there for you. 5338 text in to the show and says, The first two losses by the Clippers were good losses. The best loss will be the fourth one. <laughs> good. Right. Colin Coward is right. Those are good losses. 5308. How about Paul George trying to take out Mitchell at the end? I didn't... That, see, I'm worried about something, and I thought Memphis might try and do it. I didn't see it, though, but I, DeMarcus Cousins, we just talked about him, Paul George, uh, Patrick Beverly took a shot to the groin of Derek Favors on a screen around. Like, they're going to try, I, I feel like they're going to try and hurt somebody if they're out of this series. I'm really getting worried about that. Hmm. Interesting. You don't think? Um, I mean, they do have some players that 
could be on the fringe of being a little dirty, a little over-aggressive. Uh, 4781 text in, says, Paul George targeted Donovan on that foul, by the way. No attempt on a ball, went out of space to hit Don. Should have been an ejection in my mind. There's a couple of ones I should think should have been ejections. One, the hit to favors groin. Two, the DeMarcus Cousins step in the space of bogey. And three, the Paul George foul as well. But I might be overreacting. 4446 texts in his top five of uh, Utah Jazz players in basketball, or excuse me, in franchise history. One, Stockton, two, Malone, three, Gobert, four, Darren Williams, and five, Donovan Mitchell. A lot of love for Donovan and Gobert on this list. I like it. I don't know if you can really complain either. 435-339-0321. If you want to weigh in on our Friday Five Best, the five best jazz players in Utah jazz history. Well, should we clarify that? Is it Utah jazz history or is it jazz history? Not jazz history because there's only one I one other guy that I would assume that I'd take on that list if I were to put on that list. Only one other Because I'll guy. be honest, I didn't think about him until just this moment. And thinking I've only been thinking about the no, Utah Jazz. I still wouldn't put him on this list. I still there's no way really? he could, Oh heck no. He doesn't even come close. Wow. Nope. Not even close. It's making me rethink my five best. No, nah, dude, don't rethink it. You're making the right decision. I know who you're thinking about. I'm going to have to do some research here. Really? Yeah. You're going to consider it at I'm, least. Yes. Wow. Yep. I don't even think he... Huh. Interesting. Uh, Eric, oh, so let me just say this real quick. Yeah, please. I know we got another break. we got to get in you're here. Good. But Ty Lu doesn't know oh, God, who he dude. has. Dude. This late in the year, and you're still playing with lineups. I get it. You're trying to figure out who matches up best with who's on the floor on the other side of the team. But at some point, you've got to figure out who we are. What do I have? Who am I going to go to battle with? He's already used 38 different lineups in two games. Yeah, there's the stat. That's the one that Dan Clayton tweeted out I had to see. We've and seen guys in game two that we never saw in game one. We saw guys in game one that we never saw in game two. We've seen guys who had big roles in their series against the, the Mavericks who have really even sniffed the court at all against the Jazz. Who are these guys? And the other problem with the lineup is that you, Serge Ibaka, that was their like one hope. Is Serge Ibaka's coming back. We're going to be able to utilize him in a lot of different ways. He spreads the floor really, really well offensively and is a great defender on the perimeter as well. Shams comes out and tweets out today that the Clippers have announced that Serge Ibaka has undergone back surgery. He is done for the year. That's, I mean, that's really too bad. And uh, I feel yeah, – I do too. I, I respect Serge Ibaka. I think he's a good player. Um, he had a, a really good game in the last game of, in the Vivint Smart Home Arena before things got shut down a year ago. I yeah. was at that game. He was playing for Toronto, and um, uh, Toronto beat the Jazz that night because Serge Ibaka, Utah couldn't figure him out. Yep. He's a good player. He can play well in the post, protect the rim, but also draw you out and stick a three in your eye. Three, four, two, six. Is any loss a good loss in the playoffs, really? Colin Coward would tell you yes. But they keep mounting and he keeps calling them good losses. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're going to get all sorts. I've got all sorts of national media audio from this station and uh, a couple other national guys. You talk about last night's game. You you're, you can't miss it. It's really wonderful stuff from Colin Cowherd and Skip <laughs> Bayless. I mean, I got to find a nickname for Skip Bayless. I just, unreal. But isn't it crazy, Eric? I get up this morning. And I'm listening to Dan Patrick talk about the greatness of Donovan Mitchell. I listen to 
uh, Colin Cowherd, and I, look, he was you know rough on the Clippers, but he talked about how great Donovan Mitchell is. I listened to uh, First Things First with Nick Wright. He's talking about how great, incredible Donovan Mitchell is. Stephen A. Smith ranks him in jazz history. We'll get to that in a little bit here in the next hour. Donovan Mitchell is climbing the charts here. There's, there's some national attention that jazz fans have been begging for that they're finally getting. Utah Jazz, 5308. Skip Faithless. I, I like that one. Uh, uh, 3426 text in. The Clippers have only been to a second round of the playoffs five times in their history and have never made it past the second round. And in the last six games of the second round are 0 and 6. Hey, yo. Not good. 4781, nickname for Skip Bayless. Should be Skip Paid Less. I wish that was the case, but it's nine million would tell you otherwise right now. We gotta take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap up the first hour of the full court press here on 106 on the fan. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. I don't like this at all for Browns. Like if I'm the Browns, I want the Texans first game this season. If I'm the Browns, I want the Broncos. I want the Giants. Like to me, that's what I I want a game that I'm just better than the other team and maybe get a road win out of it and get in, get out, and start out one and up. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We all know moms rule the world, but dads are important too. Do something special for dad this Father's Day. Pick him out a watch to fit his personality from Jarek's. We feature watches by Citizen, Bolova, unique wood watches by Tree Hut, and our own one-of-a-kind custom brand Jarek's Fine Jewelry timepieces. Or maybe your dad would like a tie bar, chain, bracelet, or how about a special ring with your name engraved on the inside? Let dad know how special he is. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. It's a huge 46th anniversary celebration at Kent's Market in Tremonton. Now through June 20th, you'll find amazing sale prices during the sale. Plus, enter to win a food club two-minute shopping spree. See store for details. You can also enter to win a paddleboard from Kent's, courtesy of Pepsi. Simply go to Kent's Market Tremonton social pages and follow the instructions. Make sure you also go to kentsgrocery.com to see their weekly anniversary sale ads. That's the huge 46th anniversary celebration at Kent's Market in Did you know you could do most of the rock, block, and paver projects around your home yourself? It's true, and Castellite and Logan can help. Their friendly, knowledgeable staff will help you on those projects and more. Why go anywhere else? You can find everything you need for rock, block, and paver projects under one roof at very competitive prices. Right here at Castellite and Logan. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castellite.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. seconds left here in the first hour of the Full Court Press. Happy Friday to you all. June 11th, Jazz Clippers. Game 3 tomorrow night inside the Staples Center. 6.30 p.m. on ABC. You can hear that game here on this very station. 106 NFM, 1390 AM. The fan, David Locke, will be live at the Staples Center with Ron Boone to call that game. That's exciting. That's awesome. So where my seats were, like I walked through the portal and there's David Locke right on my right-hand side. Oh, really? Like when I walked in, you played that one clip when he was like losing his mind because Donovan went on a 7-0 run. Yeah. I walked in just as he called that. 
he's like pumped. He's spinning around in his little cubicle. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you do you, Locke. Would you go over and just ask Ron Boone, hey, are you making noises? Yeah, are you? I cannot tell you how many times during the game I was so tempted to just keep looking at to see if he had a break and go tell him, stop mumbling through your mic. Did you know this is happening? Hey Patrick, and this is above the noise. Maybe it was the pandemic. Maybe this is the direction the sport needed to go anyway. But a select committee is advising college football to expand its playoff from four teams to 12 teams. Four teams was an important improvement over the old BCS. But now the four-team system has gotten a little stale. It's typically the same group that make it. And it takes out a lot of the mystery of the national championship picture. Of course, this is college football. There will be lots of arguing on how to do it. The advisory group, which consisted of three conference presidents and Notre Dame's athletic director, has a plan. The six top-ranked conference champions make it, and then six at-large bids. The four highest-ranked conference champions would get a bye. You can already see fights brewing. If 12 teams get in, the fan base for the 13th team isn't going to be happy. For now, this is just a recommendation, but it seems pretty clear that major changes could be coming to college football's playoff very soon. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hi, how are you? Our right, number two of the full court press that is Eric France and Amaj Salveson 1069 FM 1390 AM 1069FM.com and the 1069 FM mobile app. What in the world? Get all choked up over it. It's oh, very man. emotional. It is a Friday. You get Excited for the weekend. Eric had a great night last night. He had a high row. <laughs> that should be a Friday five best. Five best pronunciations no, of the word don't, G-Y-R-O. Don't, don't, don't encourage because that. Because everybody says Stop it's different. It. Stop it. Uh, the national media. One folks actually, let's do this. Text line. It is wide open. Let's get saucy. Get naughty. Uh, the no, don't just don't get naughty. Get don't, naughty. I don't know what AJ text into the Gil Mortis text line. After this show is up to you, but while we're on the air, <laughs> I don't want naughty coming through the text line. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Gil Mortis text line is now open. Don't forget Gil Mortgage. With, along with Karen Nielsen, has been serving Cash Valley for 20-plus years. The Karen Nielsen team at Gill Mortgage has extensive experience, wide-ranging knowledge, and overwhelming dedication towards their customers. 435-294-2480 to get a hold of Gill Mortgage. Appreciate them being a part of our show. They've been wonderful. Eric, we got to talk Utah Jazz basketball. Got to talk a lot of it. Here is what the skinny is for the hour. Jazz basketball. We're in doing our five best. The five best jazz basketball players in order in franchise history. I want to hear it from our listeners. 435-339-0321. Five best jazz basketball players in franchise history. At 530, Eric and I will give ours. Yeah, we've had some great people uh, texting in their, uh, their five best jazz players of all time. Some of them look kind of similar to what I've put together. Uh, been Doing some additional research, my you five might you be shouldn't might be changing. No, you slightly, shouldn't. 
but we'll see. It should. When it comes ever. to five thirty, when it when it comes out, where I have to go, we'll find out together where I, what I settle on. You know the interesting thing about last night's one seventeen one thirteen win for the Utah, or I mean one seventeen one eleven win for the Utah Jazz, who now have a two or series lead as they head to LA tomorrow night six thirty on ABC is the national attention that the Jazz are getting. Some bad, some good, some annoying. 7854 texted into the show. As much as I love the national media finally talking about Donovan, it's just a matter of time before they start talking about how he would be better if he were in New York or Chicago or L.A. They have an agenda for 781. Referring to Stephen A. Smith's comments on Don, the only way Donovan can become better than Stockton is consistency. Right now, his consistency is great. Uh, he needs to get a lot better, though. Time and time again through the regular season, he was atrocious. Going 3 of 18 every 4 or 5 games isn't very good. Needs to average above 40% on field goal shooting every game to surpass Stockton. 3170. Did anyone else think the ESPN broadcast was painful to listen to? No thanks to Doris Burke. Yeah, I've, I have I, I tuned them off. I turned 106 on the fan on, and I'm happy. That's what I do. Thankfully, I was there and didn't get to uh, listen to that. God bless you. Uh, let's see here. Three, four, two, six. I'm kind of torn between the Jazz winning both games in the Staples Center and rubbing it in the Clippers' nose of being selfish, losing one and coming home and celebrating with everyone here. Ah, who am I kidding? Let's show them what the Jazz easy road really is. You ever heard of an off season? Enjoy LA's famed attractions. <laughs> Three, four, two, six. Great text, uh, Eric. Here is Skip Bayless on that said Vivint Smart Home Arena crowd last night. It was so loud that he couldn't watch the TV. It got so bad for me last night. I I couldn't watch my TV anymore. I, I literally went around the corner and just listened because somehow just listening didn't hurt as much as watching and hearing at the same time. I could not look at the screen. I just waited for the roar of the crowd. And I got to tell you, that crowd, it's, it's an insane <laughs> asylum. It, it is. is an insane asylum at Utah because it comes through my TV and hits me with such force. It actually knocks me back in my cheer, chair when they make a, a three. And but the, it, the roar is so, it, it's so overwhelming. It's like a feeding frenzy of three-point shots. Mm -hmm. And every time they make one, it feels like a six-point shot instead of a three-point shot. I've never heard anything coming through my TV quite like this. And then they're banging all their things, and, and Kawhi's missing a free throw because there's stuff going on behind the basket that they haven't seen for a couple of years. Banging their things, and he's seeing things behind the... What? <laughs> banging their things? Hey, that guy gets paid $9 million a year to be able to make those kind of stupid comments. They're banging their things, and he's seeing things behind the basket <laughs> he hasn't That's... seen in a couple of years. What? Can you analyze what? what was going on over there? You walked into Arena, another Eric? room to watch, I don't know what. <laughs> something very different than what was going on. Speaking of nothing. In Salt Lake City. Uh, and then, so, actually, so let's... that was Skip Bayless. Yeah, let's... Uh, uh, well, uh, text from 1570. I don't know if you read this one already. No, it says, it. national media is terrible, although Stephen A., and Shannon Sharp gave the Jazz huge praise today. I usually can't stand either one, but today they surprised me. But praise was well-deserved. Uh, let's go ahead and get to more praise. This is Stephen A. Smith. Actually, no, we're going to say Stephen A. Smith here for a little bit. Give me give me a moment. I'm going to wait for that one. Uh, Colin Cowherd. 
uh, was excited for the Clippers to lose game two. He's thrilled about it. Here's why. Let me be very clear. Where's your camera? Ah, shoot. Sorry. Wrong one. Let me try that again. Here is Colin Cowdard. I know what you're thinking. I'm bailing on the Clippers. I'm not bailing on the Clippers. Clippers are going to win this series. But, I mean, this is the classic great chemistry, Utah, versus really, really great high-end talent Clippers. Clippers are all rowing the boat. Now, everybody's headed in a different direction. And since their star doesn't talk, the communication's poor. But remember, Clippers lost home games to Dallas and won the series. It's going to be a lot of changes. The series is going to evolve. I've still... With great confidence. Good confidence. I mean, better than average confidence. Have the Clippers back. <laughs> he had to uh, adjust his confidence level. He's going to have to adjust it some more. And that was filmed like in his closet. He's got, yeah, like, like he's sitting in his closet. Yeah, him. he didn't want to announce that to anybody. He didn't want anybody seeing him announce that kind of a deal. But that was a lot of his monologue earlier today when he opened his show about chemistry versus talent. And he says the thing that could be different here is that Donovan Mitchell could be the most talented player in this series. And when you have talent and chemistry, you cannot be stopped. Well, for Mitchell, it's not having to worry about doing it all for the teammate. He can trust his teammates as well. What, I make one shot in the fourth quarter and like two in the second half? Like, I think for me, it's like I don't feel like I have to go out there and do everything. You know what I mean? And I think that's a credit to the teammate, my teammates, you know, credit to what we guys we have on this team because they can go out there and make plays. Uh, Everybody has elevated their game uh, each year. How about that? Royce O'Neal, eight points, but incredible defensively. Bogey will get all the credit offensively. But he was phenomenal on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to get to that in just a moment. He had 16. Gobert, 13 and 20 boards. Uh, Ingles had 19 points, 4 boards, 4 assists. Mitchell, 37 points on 15 and 29 shooting, 6 of 12 from deep. George Yang in 9 minutes had no points. Favors, nothing points. Uh, Jordan Clarkson in 27 minutes had 24 points, 6 and 9 from deep. And only played 5 minutes and had no points as well. Uh, Oni got out there... Um Played some minutes to give a few guys a, a, a breather. Played okay, but still got caught up in a few things. But here's the thing but, is, like, Oni's not expected to do anything grandeur out there. No. It's just to give his guys a couple a minute, couple minutes of rest. Just don't turn over the ball. Don't get ejected. And stay alert defensively. Do what you got to do. Do with your best ability. Hang in there for five, six minutes so I can sit Donovan for a little bit and get him the rest that he needs. Here's here's my only the uh, here's my only concern about the bench. Jordan Clarkson, he's straight fire. Like he he carried the Jazz for a stretch there. Twenty four points off the bench. How many other bench players got points? None. Jordan Clarkson alone outscored the LA Clippers bench, which was a big difference from Game One. That Clippers bench scored a lot. They were very impactful in the game last night. That rotation was just weird, what the Clippers were trying to do. But the Jazz didn't get offensive contributions from George Yang, Derek Favors, or Mie Oni. Now, we talked about, we'd love to see Oni give the Jazz 10 to 12 minutes, solid minutes on the floor. He only gave him five. George Yang only gave him nine. Yeah, George Yang sucked. He was not looking very good. 
Uh, Derek Favors gave him 12 minutes, but he struggled. He had four fouls. He got two fouls on one possession. Uh, he struggled a little bit. But the, the story of the night is what Donovan said earlier. Look, he only attempted a handful or less than a handful of shots in the entire second half. That is the big difference that continues to be overlooked about this Jazz squad. Everybody's talking about Donovan Mitchell and 40 points in game one, 37 in game two. He didn't do anything in the second half. And the Jazz still won. They lost a huge lead, but then they were down, and then they were able to gather it back again. Well, Donovan's not part of that. He didn't do it. And it's because Donovan, as he said in the postgame, it's that they trust each other. The biggest thing is, man, we can do it collectively. Um, even when shots aren't falling, and that's I think that's the biggest thing for us is continuing to, to take it step by step. And as far as trust goes, I think we all trust each other to a, to the maximum level, and that's why we play the way we play. Here's the thing: is that you expect great teams to bite back from a 21 point deficit. You expect great teams to take that 21 point deficit, see it dwindle in front of your eyes, respond with a haymaker. I mean, it was a it was an Ollie Frazier kind of a fight. You know, you're up 21. Here comes the Clippers fighting back. They take the lead. Jazz say, hey, look, we're not going anywhere. We're sticking right here. Donovan with two huge buckets. Bogey with a huge three. Uh, you know, responding to a couple of cheap shots, I'll say. Uh, it was just, it's good to see. This is a mentally tough Utah Jazz team, which I didn't see last year that I'm seeing this year. That's what gives me a lot of confidence in the squad. Yeah, and look, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are now entering a phase of this of the year where they're playing more games in a row than they have all year yeah, long. Yep. So every other day too. Right. And the philosophy earlier in the year is that I'm going to save my body for this time. I'm not going to wear myself out in January and February so I have fuel in the tank in June and maybe hopefully July. But the Jazz it, they know that that these are guys who are not used to playing all together. And Tyrone Lou, he can't figure it out either. I, I, I'm blown away by what's going on on the sidelines of the coaching for the Clippers. Um, so I think that the Jazz continue to be aggressive, continue to try to put them on their heels. Yeah, and you'll start to get a, a the, the the stars of the Clippers will be uncomfortable. They don't like to be uncomfortable. Reggie Jackson led the Clippers with 29 points. George, 27. Kawhi Leonard at 21. But he only had two in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Clippers only led once in the game. It was at 101-99 after back-to-back threes from Jackson. Uh, one of them was off a turnover. And then, then the Jazz again forced nine consecutive missed shots, which resulted in a 14-2 Utah Jazz run. Capped by Joe Ingles' three-pointer with a huge screen, which was great, to make it 113-103 with three minutes to play. Nearly blew that lead as well. Uh, you talked about it earlier, though. The, the ability from Ty Lue to just start throwing darts in the dark without even knowing where the dartboard is is incredible. Like, you go... Luke Kenner, Kennard goes from playing like, I mean, deep bench minutes to major minutes off the bench to no minutes at all. Rajar Rondo didn't even play last night, I don't think, did he? No. Never I don't think Rajar Rondo even played. Uh, and so Reggie Jackson's getting heavy minutes, which I actually kind of expected. I didn't think Rondo would not play. 
Uh, but just to get uh, and then, and then Demarcus Cousins goes from playing no minutes in the first round to a sparingly few minutes in the first game to a lot of minutes in game two. You went I, from four minutes in game one to eleven in game. Like two. I mean, you're right. Lou is just absolutely guessing right now. Beverly hardly saw the court in game one. Yeah, twenty one minutes last in, night. Game two. Yeah, Terrence Mann played a huge role against the Mavericks. He only got in for less than a minute. Uh, and then, I mean, it's just Quinn Snyder playing chess while freaking what's his buckets playing Monopoly. Well, you know what? For me, what this this smacks to me of this is Tyrone Lou and his coaching staff. They're not doing film work. They're just seeing throwing guys out there and sees and they see what works in real time. Yep. Like let's not put in the film work or the time beforehand to develop a strategy. Let's see who feels good today. And let's see what they can do against the Utah Jazz. <laughs> and if they're not doing well, I mean, they, they went big, but Zubats got in foul trouble. Um, he wasn't really working out that great. They played hey, I, a little by bit By the more. way, can I just say, like, Zubak whines on anything. He could honestly kick the ball out of bounds, and he would still complain that it was off the Utah Jazz. He whines about everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh, he annoys me. Uh, Cousins has one of those faces, too. <laughs> But it's it's mind boggling that the thirty eight different lineups in two games blows my mind. One one eight one text in uh, he with his top five jazz players again at five thirty. Eric and I will reveal our five best players in jazz franchise history. For one one eight one, it's number five Mitchell, number four Gobert, number three Maravich, number two Malone, number one Stockton. 3170, number five, Mitchell, number four, Stockton, number three, Carl Malone, number two, Memo O'Kerr, and number one, Gobert. Wow. Memo, the money man. I love Memo. 4781, this might be my favorite text of the day. 4781. Doris Burke sounds like an old lady trying to decide between using Charmin or the one ply Walmart branded toilet paper. Just garbage. Oh, wow. Dude, she is bad. I mean, she's so smart. She's smart. She understands the game. She just gets a little too sappy sometimes. Sappy? Dude, Marcus throws his foot underneath Bogey, and she's like, you can see Bogey trying to kick out there. No, he wasn't. Well, would you rather have Doris or what's his name from uh, the game one? I can't think of the analyst. Oh, the dude, UNLV. Uh, Greg Anthony. Greg Anthony. I'll take Greg Anthony. I don't need to hear the word desperativity. <laughs> one five seven zero. I'm not sure how the media still picks the Clippers. The Clippers can't guard Mitchell whatsoever. The Jazz do a great job containing Leonard and PG. All they need to do is limit the damage of Leonard and PG. But on the other side, Mitchell is a wrecking ball right now to the Clippers with no answer. That's big, too. They have no answer at all whatsoever. None. I think I think we need to be preparing ourselves for Paul George to have an, ex- an offensive yeah, explosion. Yeah, I know. It's, it's going to come. Yeah, it's coming. Kawhi Leonard will assert himself a little bit more. There was one play. They looked like they had Rudy wide open down low, and they just took a little too long getting to him. That's when Kawhi sprints across and gets it right out of the paint, grabs it out of the air, goes straight down the, the court in a line coast and to coast. dunks it. <laughs> and that was like, in that one moment, you're like, we don't want that guy to play like that all Getting game. that kind of momentum, yeah. Right. He can play for one like a play, but if he plays like that for a game, we're in trouble. Or but, a series, 
We're in real trouble. By the way, three possessions later, Rudy returned the favor, sprinting down court on a defensive possession and snagging the ball with one hand practically and picking it off. I mean, that's just phenomenal defensive play by both Kawhi and Rudy Gobert. I thought Rudy was phenomenal. By the way, the other possession I love about Rudy, Patrick Beverly gets into the lane, gets into the restricted area. Nobody's there. But in the corner of his eye, he sees this, <laughs> he sees Gobert coming. And he stops, and so he, he he forgoes the open layup and then decides to shoot it with Gobert right there to contest it and misses it completely. I That's just the effect that Gobert has on the defensive side of the ball. He's so incredible. He's amazing. By the way, 538.com, they update it every day. Their uh, projected statistical model or predictions of who they think will win the NBA Finals. And they update their percentages every day. And right now, so coming into the semifinals, the Jazz were fourth, I believe, in the percent to, to uh, of winning the finals. Today, the Utah Jazz are number one. They have a fifty-four percent chance of going to the finals, and they have, which is the highest among all teams, and a thirty-four percent chance of winning the finals, also highest among all teams which includes the Brooklyn Nets. The Clippers have fallen to fifth. Interesting. So, uh, food for thought. 3862. You think ESPN would do better than that? Anyone but Doris Burke, please. Okay, so can I... Uh, 3862, I'm with you. So, 3862, give me your dream play-by-play guy and color analyst for a Utah Jazz basketball game on TV because we've 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 been getting screwed over. Greg Anthony, uh, Doris Burke. I mean, it's probably gonna be Bill Walton tomorrow. Knowing our luck, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, give me somebody else. So three eight six two. I want to hear your play by play and color analyst dream team for Game Three tomorrow. Uh, hey, by the way, going back to what text was it? Oh, uh, three four two six. Would you rather split in L.A. and come home and win Game 5 for a gentleman's sweep or just go sweep the Clippers in four in L.A.? But If you can close out a series sooner than later, uh, go for it. Like The Jazz don't want to open the door and give hope. They know what's, what that can do to a team. They, had, they painfully know that too well from a year ago. Close it out if you can. Look, Donovan is a little bit banged up. We know Connolly's banged up. Um, this this Jazz team tends to be a little bit rusty in Game One after a little extra time off. But I'd take that in giving these guys time to rest and prepare for the uh, Western Conference Finals. Uh, speaking of our Friday Five best, but again, it's best Jazz players in franchise history. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Who are yours? Five best Jazz players in order. Uh, but then 4086 Texas has no particular order. Maravich, Malone, Stockton, Eaton tie between Mitchell and Gobert, Dantley, and John Drew. That's not how this works. I need five. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Who is John Drew? Uh, that's a good question. Then he shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> 1570 Texas, and he says his top five. Number five, Pistol Pete. Number four, Gobert. Three, Stockton. Two, Mitchell. One, Malone. Stockton's at three. Spicy. Nine, four, seven, four. Text into our show. 
Mitchell has been most has been the most valuable player in the series, but I would beg to argue that the second most valuable player is Joe Ingles. He owns living quarters in all George's head. He may not light it up on the stat sheet in games one and two, uh, but in game two he was way better. He he lives in Paul George's head. I love the mind games he plays with him. Yeah, him and Paul George got a little bit chatty last night. Had a conversation. They weren't asking each other if they're going to Crown Burger. <laughs> Or how to pronounce the word G-Y-R-O. It's not Hyro, man. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Hyro Gruflick. Uh By the way, John Drew played three, no, four seasons. Three seasons for the Utah Jazz uh, in the mid-80s. Suspended for substance abuse. Well, in then the he's definitely on my top five. <laughs> Uh yeah hey uh tell tell me Eric really quickly Joe Ingles the the value of him being on the court making great decisions being that vocal leader being the calming presence for this team he's not killing it on the stat sheet but he's been really really good for the team when he's on the court oh so valuable to the Utah Jazz and their success uh, I love Joe um crafty ball handler uh, playmaker better than expected defender great shooter. And if you're in a tight situation where it's an inbounds play, there's no one on that roster I'd want more being the trigger man than Joe Ingles. Uh, such a tremendous leader, and uh, he is the he is the locker room guy that keeps everybody together. And there were a couple times, like late in the fourth quarter, like Quinn and his coaches, they're upset. They're like huddling over, trying to figure out their game plan. And Joe is with the players. He's talking to the players. He's leading the discussion. And then when the coaches start to come over, well, actually, Joe stands up, and he's waving for the coaches. Come here, come here, come here. Yeah. And then as they're coming over, he steps away from the players, and he's talking to the coaches as they walk together to the players. Like, here's what we're seeing. Here's what we're talking about. And they devise a game plan. Now, I don't know exactly what they said, but just watching them from afar, Joe Ingles, he's the coach on the sidelines among the wearing a jersey. Well, and the other thing about it is that he can actually, like, Coach Snyder's talked about this. He uses Joe as that extension coach where he is able to go and talk to Don and say, hey, Donovan, this is what we're seeing. What are you seeing? Oh, okay, I got you. Coach, this is what Donovan's seeing. Maybe we run with this. And, again, there's just that trusting relationship. Remember, this is the same guy who was getting ready to, uh, or who had just been in L.A., got cut by the Clippers while his wife was on a plane ready to go to L.A. to meet him there. He had just been cut. As soon as he got cut, Dennis Lindsay got right on the phone, made a phone call to Joe and said, we need you, while he was at the airport. And uh, he met his wife. They went to Utah. Bam, jam, thank you, Miami. And I remember I remember when he signed, or no, after the his first season there, uh, during media uh, locker clean-out day, after he's done with his interview, he's like, all right, well, I guess I gotta see if I have a contract. Walks out there, and two weeks later, he signs sixty million dollars. And that just shows the value of Joe Ingles. It's incredible. Yeah, he's a huge asset for Utah, especially when Mike Connolly's out. You've got another guy who can initiate the offense that knows what's going on, knows what to do. Great in the pick and roll. So, oh, three eight two three eight six two. I asked him about you know who would he want as a play by play and color analyst. E, uh, I an Eagle was really, really, really good the other night. I'll take I'll take uh, Ian Eagle again. Uh, he also says uh, I would take him and Bill Raffery. I love Bill. Adios! I love that guy. 
I take him for an NBA game. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's see. I in, and then if it's Reggie Miller, please, I'll take him and Reggie Miller. I well, my dream duo is Kevin Harlan and Reggie. Kevin's good. I, yeah, I love Kevin's really to those good. two guys together. Yeah, Kevin and, and Reggie's got a great relationship with him. I remember when uh, Clark uh, Kellogg came and called the game with. Uh, I want to say it was Rich Waltz, and, and Kellogg was awesome. He was so good. It's fun to listen to him. Uh, all right, so we need to take a break. Come back. Adam Keefe. It's time. Greg Goster tag. Howard Isley. Trey Burke. Greg Foster. Oh, dude, Greg, don't you dare diss Greg. Don't you dare. Okay. John Drew. <laughs> you make me sick. Friday Five Best coming up. Five Shannon Best Anderson. Jazz Play. Y- yes. Five best jazz players in franchise history. I like that guy. DJ Miles. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Hey, who do you think would miss or who do you think would excel better? Or excel better at hitting the side of the backboard? CJ Miles or George Niang? <laughs> Though no one was better than those two. He's open. This keep it on the download here is the Dan Patrick Show. I think that they should do weight divisions. Like boxing, heavyweight, light, heavy. If you had weight divisions, and let's say those over 235 pounds are in the heavyweight division, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody probably in the world faster than DK Metcalf at that at that size. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Loveland Living Planet Aquarium takes us outside our everyday lives into a world of discovery. It's a chance to explore our innate curiosity. Discover animals from around the world and experience the all-new outdoor plaza and eco. More to explore at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Reserve your visit at thelivingplanet.com. Serta, Flex Steel, Bassett, Lazy Boy, Lexington, Bernhardt. Shop all the best brand names in furniture and mattresses and pay what employees pay at Fisher Home Furnishings. TV consoles from $199 to $899. Every five-piece bedroom group, $999. A queen pillow top mattress with adjustable base, just $599. Employee pricing is store-wide, including the appliance and flooring departments. Northern Utah's largest selection and largest in-stock inventory. Employee pricing for everyone at Fisher Home Furnishings. And shop anytime online at fisherhf.com. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full court press. Eric France and Amaje Salson, thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so. Hope you're enjoying the rest of your Friday as much as we are. It is time. The Friday Five Best. Five best jazz players in franchise history. Got to rank them. Don't cheat. Do not cheat. 4086. Stockton, Malone, Hornacek, Pistol, Pete, and Donovan Mitchell. 5763. John Amici? Costa Kufos, Sandiata Gaines, and for AJ, Tony Bradley, and George Yank. That's it. Costa That's it. Kufus. Where's the block button? You're blocked. Uh, before we get into ours, Stephen A. Smith had a thought. 
about how great Donovan Mitchell is and his value to the Jazz, not only just to the team right now, but in franchise history. Here's Stephen A. Smith this morning. Let me be very clear. Where's your camera? Is that right there? Yes, sir. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. Make no mistake about it. Averaging, four, I mean, what is it? Averaging like 41 in this series on yes. 52% shooting. Averaging over 32 a game for the postseason. Undefeated with him in the starting lineup because he missed game one against the Memphis Grizzlies. Dropped 50 plus last year a couple of times against the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Donovan Mitchell is D Wade 2.0. Donovan Mitchell is a closer. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. Donovan Mitchell is outplaying both Kawhi Leonard. And Paul George, not one or the other, both of them. And the brothers 24. Got a J, got a handle, got an NBA body, is strong, can finish at the basket, can take it to the hole, can create his own shot, can hit free throws. There's nothing that this brother cannot do. In Utah, already, I want to hear about Carl Malone. I want to hear about John Stockton. That's the best player in the history of the Jazz organization right there. I just said it, and I ain't stuttering. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. This brother is big time. And if he gets in the finals, and if the Brooklyn Nets are not fully loaded, I can't summarily dismiss Utah. I think it would take James Harden, Kyrie, and KD to knock off the Utah Jazz. All right, so a lot to take in there, A, because Stephen A. Smith gets excited about a lot of things, uh, but um, I want to go back to 7854's text, or sorry, not yet, uh, 7854, and then one other talked about Mitchell, oh, 9474, talked a little bit about Mitchell, uh, and then one more talked about just, you know, Mitchell's good, but he's not consistent. I want to ask our listeners this, 435-339-0321. Is Stephen A. Smith way off base to talk about Donovan Mitchell being one of the greatest jazz players, if not the greatest already, based on his short but yet really exciting resume right now? Is he too off base talking about that? And while we're and while you're texting in, 435-339-0321-5338 text in. Is this the best five players overall or best five by position? Best five overall. Best five overall. Yeah, f- uh, that's regardless of position. Regardless of position. Yeah. yeah. Is Stephen A. Smith, uh, Eric, is he off? I mean, just the way he talks about Dom and Mitchell. If there's anybody who... To shrug off Malone and Stockton like that? Who suffers from the disease of recency bias more than any other, it's Stephen A. Smith. But I love Donovan Mitchell as well. He's a great player. He's got a lot of awesome things that we love about him, and the future's bright with him in a jazz uniform. But to summarily dismiss Carl Malone and John Stockton like he just did is embarrassing. Carl Malone's number two all-time in points scored. 18 years with the Utah Jazz. Averaged a double-double for his career. Two-time MVP. Look, I love Donovan, but has Donovan Mitchell done that? Donovan Mitchell didn't even get a single vote for MVP. Not even a fifth-place vote. Rudy Gobert. Got more votes in the MPV, MVP ballots than Donovan Mitchell did. 
Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from Donovan that he's not worthy of this praise. He is, but it's embarrassing to just summarily dismiss Carl Malone and John Stockton. John Stockton, the greatest ever for assists and steals. So, I'm, recency bias on full display there with Stephen A. Smith. 435-339-0321 text in. one five three four says, we all love Don, but got to win something first. Eric nailed it. Embarrassing. Yeah, come on. I mean, look, it's exciting. It is super exciting. And I hope more comes with Donovan Mitchell. But to say he's the best jazz player ever? Ever? Ugh, I can't do that. That You know what that says? That's a guy who has really never paid attention to the Utah Jazz. He doesn't know about Utah Jazz history. He doesn't know about their players in the past and the, their accomplishments. He has only paid attention to Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, and wherever LeBron is at the current moment. He just doesn't know anything about those guys, and so he quickly dismisses them. But who do you have in your five best? What's your opinion? Who are the five best jazz players of all time? It's interesting. Ajay and I were already discussing this for our Friday Five Best before Stephen A. had his recency bias rant. Uh, Ajay, let's start with number five for you. Number five for me, 3862, by the way, just texted in, says... Andre Karolinko at five, Donovan Mitchell at four, Rudy Gobert at three, John Stockton at two, number one, Carl Malone. I think that's where a lot of lists are kind of patterned to, right? John Stockton, two, Malone, one, whichever one you want to look at, 2776. I know for a fact, Stephen A. always picks for the Jazz when playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, my number five, Carlos Boozer. Mm. This guy is so over, I guess... He's so picked on because he was injured, often injured, right? But so is Mike Conley. But Mike Conley has incredible value when he's on the court. Like, so is Andre Karolinko. Yeah, Karolinko's another one. But Carlos Boozer, during those seasons with the Jazz, in their peak years, even at the latter year when he was there, was really, really good when he was healthy. I mean, dude, I mean you're talking about a guy who is getting 2016 a night. I think his final Utah average, I have to look at it again, but I believe his final Utah average was like 20 and 12. But in the playoffs, he was incredible. I just, he was, he, he could hit your jumper, he could get to the paint, he could do a lot, he, could, he was a great defensively, didn't foul often. I think hardly ever fouled out. Carlos Boozer was such a dynamic player for the Jazz in the post that it gave Memo the room to go out and be a perimeter shooter offensively. And Memo was picked on defensively. And I thought Carlos Boozer was great. Now, in the era of post-Stockton and Malone, Boozer was part of that rebuild that yeah. got the Jazz to the Western Conference Finals again. Do you remember when he when he left Cleveland? Oh, man. Oh, they were so mad at him. Oh, dude. Poor Cleveland's just taken a right to the Wachobis a couple of times. LeBron, Kyrie... 
Oh, man. Yeah, that was a real surprise that the Jazz were even able to get him at the price that they got him for. One, five, three, four. The There were times he and D. Will were amazing. Oh, yeah. Yes. There were times where single-handedly, those two guys took over an entire game and it was over. Incredible. Boozer, my number five. Uh, number five on my list, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, that's low. Wow, okay. Donovan Mitchell. Good for you. And we're talking about June... 11th, 2021, Okay, Donovan Mitchell is number five on my list of jazz greats. He's been in the league, what, four years? Yes, fourth year. And he's accomplished some good things in those four years. He's on a great trajectory right now. But when I look at the history of the Utah Jazz, there are a few too many guys that I have to put ahead of Donovan. When his career is over, I don't suspect that he will remain as a number five jazz man. He could challenge for much, much higher. But in his four years, he's averaged 23 and a half points per game. He has one of the highest points per minute in playoff games as anybody. Michael Jordan is the only one who currently has a higher uh, points per minute played on the court. Donovan Mitchell's doing some great things so far in these playoffs. But how far has he gone? He's never gone out of the second round. So I want to see him do a little bit more before I put him any higher than he currently is at number five on my list. Hmm. All right. Donovan Mitchell, number five. Number four for me. This was tough. Had a couple of guys who I was looking at. Mark Eaton's my number four. Hmm. And Marky, in his first year there, he goes 30 and 52. After that, they make the, they make the postseason, and they didn't miss it the rest of his career. In the playoffs, he played 74 games in his career in the playoffs. He spent his 11, entire 11 year career with the Utah Jazz. In the playoffs, 74 games. He started 63 of those, shot 48% from the field in 31 minutes on average, 63% of the charity stripe, seven and a half boards. Just over six points. But it was the fact where he could get blocks. I mean, he averaged nearly three blocks a game. Uh, he was an all-star in his uh, career. i have to go look at it again. But he was an all-star in his career. He had to compete with some of the best big men that ever played. Kareem was being one of those guys. Hakeem Olajuwon was one of those guys. You want to talk about the who's who of big men. Mark Eaton had to stand on the other side of it. Uh, Mark Eaton, number four all-time in blocks. He's not in the Basketball Hall of Fame either. No. That's a sham. Akeem Olajuwon's number one, followed by Dikembe Mutombo, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Mark Eaton. All right, number four on my list is Pistol Pete Maravich. That's that's so high. Uh, now, most of his time was spent in New Orleans, but he did play six years for the Jazz organization. His jersey is and his name is in the rafters when you go watch a game in person. Um, he has he still owns the highest scoring game in a jazz uniform in jazz history. Um, <laughs> Carl Malone was about to break that record and then stopped. Wanted to keep allow him to keep it. Um, but five and a half assists per game, 25 points per game, 
Uh, he was making plays that guys make today, but it was unheard of to see a guy play the way he played uh, back in the late 70s. Uh, he's a phenomenal player, and uh, he played six years with the organization. He's number four on my list. Number three, John Stockton. We all know about the numbers. The assist, the steals, uh, the two NBA Finals appearances. It's not why it's not what makes him great, but I'm I'm going to explain to you why he's number three. He played with a guy who was the number two leading scorer in NBA history, considered one of the if not the greatest power forward in NBA history. John Stockton was elite defensively, no doubt, but offensively he had the easiest job of anybody in NBA, and that was exist for the five seconds where you dribble the ball through left hand or the right hand and give. To Malone in the block, and then you get the heck out of the way. He was an okay you, shooter. You make it sound like he his wasn't job was great. so easy. It, it was. All you have to do is 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 oh Malone's in the block, bounce pass. Here you go, Malone. Go to work. Oh, you're at the free throw line, bounce pass. Here you go. Turn around and hit the jumper. Oh, big dogs on the run. Here's a shovel pass right to you, two feet away. He was a good shooter. Yes, he was. He was a good shooter, but he didn't shoot a lot from the outside. Like he, and he, and he wasn't the playmaker that he was. Was all more passing than scoring. And again, he had the second greatest score in NBA history. Defensively, he was the best. He is the best defensively ever. Yeah, as a guard, not the greatest of all time, but the greatest as a guard. That's why Stockton's number three. He averaged 13 points a game for Good. his career. That's that's awesome. Good for him. And But in the playoffs, playoffs? Malone was the guy who carried the team. Look, in 88-89, he averaged 17 points a game. Great. That's wonderful. Good for him. So don't tell me that it's easy. And he did that for three straight seasons. So he he did more than just dribble, dribble, pass to Malone and back away and let Malone go to work. No, he did a lot of that. 95% of his career was that. 95% of his career was dribble, 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 screen from Malone, give to Malone, and let him shoot the jumper, go to the hoop, and score it. 95% of his career was that. Wow. You don't give him enough credit. I uh, give him plenty of credit. He number got credit three, defensively. Number three on my list. Uh, Rudy Gobert, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, uh, eight seasons with the Utah Jazz, um, double-double a night, 11 rebounds, 12 points. He continues to evolve and get better and better every year. He continues to improve his offensive efficiency and uh, becoming more of just a defensive force for the Jazz. His screen assists are incredible. His impact on the game from as soon as the, that ball crosses half court, everybody's looking to see where Rudy Gobert is and how to set up their offense. He's been a phenomenal player and a phenomenal foundational piece to get the Jazz to where they are today. And consider his where he's come early in his career, having to go to the G League just to figure out how to play the NBA game. And now here he is playing elite basketball. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. 
Justin Texter tweeted into the show and says, hey, let Donovan do what he's doing for another 15 years and we can talk about the all-time greats. Now, if he wins a title, maybe we can talk about it. All right. Number two on my list is Spider Mitchell. How he has carried this team since his rookie year is phenomenal. The Jazz are not in the NBA playoffs if Donovan Mitchell is not on this team. The Jazz are not in the position they are against the LA Clippers if Donovan Mitchell is not on this team. The Jazz are a lottery team if Donovan Mitchell is not on this team. They're a lottery team. Spider Mitchell has taken it single-handedly and changed the direction of this team. Do you remember when we lost Gordon Hayward on July 4th? Everyone thought it was over. I try to forget that day. We were going to be the it's New impossible. Orlando Magic, bottom of the heap, sniffing the bums, cleaning up the crap at the bottom of the barrel. That was, that was what we thought we were going to be. Then came along Spider Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has done all this in four short years, Eric. You see the numbers. You see where he ranks. The first player to do this in Jazz franchise history. First player to do this, uh, or third player to do this in NBA history in the playoffs. Up there with Kevin Durant. In scoring. The way he can take over a game is amazing. His shooting is better than Stockton. Can his passing improve? Sure. But it's his, it's, it's his fourth year. By the end of his career, he will be better than Malone or Stockton in the Jazz franchise history. By the end of his career. Okay. I I love Spida. He just he's four years. Four. I love his trajectory. I do. Would they be a lottery team without Donovan Mitchell? With yes. everybody else there? Yes. No. Yes, they, they would, would be a playoff team. No, they would not be a playoff team. They'd be a playoff No, team. they wouldn't. Mike Connolly and the other pieces that they have, they'd be a playoff team. You take Donovan Mitchell off this team and they're a, they're a playoff team? Yeah, if it goes all the way down to 10. <laughs> they're better than the San Antonio Spurs. You are optimistic. <laughs> Great. Mike Connolly plays for half the season, and you're like, hey, yeah, playoff team. There's no way. There's no way. All right, my number two, Mr. John Stockton. 19 years with the Utah Jazz. Phenomenal run. The NBA leader in steals. The NBA leader in assists. And by a mile, the distance between John Stockton and anybody else is insane. He did more than just dribble, dribble, find Malone, pass the ball. Pick and roll action. Excuse me. Bless you. He set up a lot of the other team. Uh, the team, he was the floor general. He was the quarterback. He directed traffic. He knew how to set the team up for success. Multiple-time All-Star. Got the team to the NBA Finals multiple times. He was the one who hit the shot that sent the Jazz to the NBA Finals over the Houston Rockets. John Stockton, phenomenal player. For the Utah Jazz, an amazing career, Hall of Famer. He's number two on my list of Friday Five Best. Five best Utah Jazz players ever. 2776 Texan. Uh, heck, RJ was thinking that six weeks ago about being the bomb of the heap like the Magic. Uh, 3862. 
Uh, see, I meant to say Donovan's spot could change depending on if he stays in Utah or pulls a Gordon Hayward. Three, four, two, six. Good point. Guy does his job 90%, 95% of the time, has all-time career numbers and steals and assists, and you put him at number three? Really? I don't care who he plays with. That is money every day. You can make the same argument with Donovan Mitchell and with Rudy Gobert. Donovan makes Rudy better and vice versa. The The relationship uh, in the I offense think, is different yeah, with is. Donovan and Rudy than it was with Stockton and Malone. But you're right. The guy... The guy was so efficient at what he did and so good at what he did, offensively and defensively. Incredible player, John Stockton. Number no, one. Number two on my list. Who's number one for you? Carl Malone, without a doubt. Carl Malone. Uh, secondly, he scored in NBA history. Has a couple NBA MVPs to his list. Um, was, was the machine that would carry the Utah Jazz to the NBA Finals, not once but twice. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal basketball player to watch. And the way he did it, and remember, he was horrible in his first year. I mean, atrocious. Couldn't hit the side of a backboard on the free throw in his rookie year. Turned everything around, got better as time went on. Jerry Sloan, Phil Johnson, those guys did great work with him. Ended up being, as we mentioned, one of, if not the greatest power forward ever to play the game. Uh, I'm with you. My number one is Carl Malone. Hall of Famer, 18 years with the Jazz. Averaged a double-double for his career. 10 rebounds, 25.4 points. Um, just so efficient. Getting buckets in the post. Just, he couldn't stop him. Everybody knew what he was going to do. He was going to turn his back to the basket, back you down, turn and shoot. <laughs> Everybody knew what the play was, and you couldn't stop it. Now, then the Jazz developed different variations off of that, but he was so efficient. And like you, I'm super impressed with how he evolved his game. He became a great spot-up jump shooter, mid-range shot that nobody takes today. Malone was money with that. Uh, played great defense. Um, he crashed the middle. A good rim protector in his own right. Very physical. Carl Malone, number one player for me in a Jazz uniform all time. That's our Friday Five best. We're going to take a break. Wrap it up here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 The Fan. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to announce Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. The staff at Ascent Aesthetics consider themselves educators first, helping you to feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. Stop and meet the amazing staff and learn why you can trust Ascent Aesthetics with Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. They look forward to meeting you. Did you know you could do most of the rock, block, and paper projects around your home yourself? It's true, and Castellite and Logan can help. Their friendly, knowledgeable staff will help you on those projects and more. Why go anywhere else? You can find everything you need for rock, block, and paper projects under one roof at very competitive prices. Right here at Castellite and Logan. For brick, block, rock, paper, and tile, Go where the pros go, online at castalight.com. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember... Got a mess? Call ARS. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. 
Eric Hedden didn't say a word to me during that break. He didn't say a word to me. He didn't. He's got some passion for his man Stockton. I'm just curious, your honorable mentions. Do you Rudy, have some? Yeah, Rudy Gobert, Adrian Dantley, Pete Maravich, um, Darren, Darren Williams. Williams. Yeah. I originally had Darren in my top five. Man, I felt bad. And then I even. talked about Adrian Dantley. I thought about Pete Maravich, and I realized I'm I'm a victim of recency bias. I need to take a longer look at some of these guys who did great things in a jazz uniform. Absolutely. In in uh, yesteryear. Eric, we got to get to it. Uh, game three preview tomorrow. Give me your keys and give me a prediction. Uh, I think figure out the zone. Absolutely. Uh, they struggled against that and uh, how to break the zone. Went too long, uh, not getting a bucket. Um, both game one and game two can't do that. Um, and um, I think that, that the Clippers will have a little more desperation. I think Ty Lue will have a little bit more clarity as to how he plays. I think the Clippers do get game three. Uh, I just uh, play solid defense and don't give up a 21-point lead if you get it. St- step on their throat and stay there, too. Uh, I like the Clippers 108-103 tomorrow afternoon. 6.30 on ABC. For Eric Franson, big thanks to Ryan Odom. I'm Ajay Salas, and we'll talk to you on Monday.